0: Hello, good evening, and welcome. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left, Europe's favourite video game radio show.
3: Not only, but it is the (laughs) favourite. My
0: name is Simon Byron.
3: And I'm Anne Scantlebury.
0: And for the next hour, we will be talking about video games and stuff.
3: Yeah, we will. Um, well, look, we should uh, clear up the business, the <laughs> elephant in the room, or in the current case, not in the room. Uh, Steve's away this week. Where is he? Don't, I don't really know. We've got, we're going to Finland on Wednesday to do Mario You say we? We, me and Steve are going okay, over to Finland I, so I'm not. on Wednesday. And he's already over there, paving the way. Really? Getting set up, Okay. warming up his vocal cords. Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. um, but that means he's not in the studio with us today. So. Crikey, what are we going to do then, Anne? Well, luckily, we've parachuted in one of our fabulous uh, co presenters. Someone that you might know if you listen to the show. Hi, Simon Parkin.
4: Hey Anne, hey Simon, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming
0: on. Thanks for having me. As Emergency
4: guest Steve. Yep, parachuted in.
0: Um yeah, no, uh it's gonna be good I think.
3: I think it'll be alright. Have you had a good week, Simon? I have.
0: Um what have I done? Played Mario Kart with my son at the weekend. Um, oh, I shot him in the eye with a Nerf sniper bullet. <laughs> no, I genuinely did. Uh, we were playing Nerf in the garden, and um, we have this sort of complicated thing where you've got a sort of uh, like a slight assault course, etc. And um, you have to run to one one point um, and pick up some more bullets and then stuff. And then you to, he was stood behind the tree, and his little head poked out. <laughs> and uh, the thing with a Nerf sniper bullet is that um, like you you can never be sure because they're quite soft bullets. You can never be sure which di- whether it's going to go. Short Straight, it's going to veer off. Anyway, poked his hand out, <laughs> and then there Did was you a. run mo- over and teabag him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how Kids, Simon <laughs> so for a moment I, so I ran over to him I was like Are you okay Are you okay because he was quite near as well So like this sniper thing goes 30 feet and it whistles as well right? he, I tell you what he was so close he wouldn't have heard the whistle chance to get out and I ran over I mean hopefully you can tell by the fact that I'm sort of making fun of this <laughs> there was no nothing. but for a moment I was like ah right then um, I was genuinely concerned for his vision <laughs> like and you know I was thinking for a moment well he'll He'll never be able to enjoy 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so but um yeah, but he's okay, thanks for asking. What about you, Anne? Have you had a nice week?
3: Well, speaking of kids, uh my brother had a baby well no, he didn't have a baby. His wife had a baby last night. I have a brand new nephew Congratulations hey. who is called uh Nathan. Okay. Presumably not after Nathan Drake, because right. my brother doesn't play video games. Okay. So
0: So wouldn't
3: be. Wouldn't be that, would it?
0: And what age are you gonna start nerfing him?
3: What uh how old's Dexter? Six. Have to wait. Five, probably, okay. wouldn't I? Good. <laughs> good. Good. And things, well, things, well, were you a good week, Simon?
4: Yeah, good week, thank you. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's only started,
0: but, you know, it's all right good. so far. Good so far. I
3: mean, we like to review the previous week, Simon. Okay. In this section. Yeah, one was terrible. Oh, oh
0: no. <laughs> well, let's move on. Okay, well, uh, fortunately, it's not us a Barrel of Laughs that uh, are in the studio this evening. We're delighted to be joined by Jack Outridge. Hello, Jack.
2: Hey, hey. How, How are you? I'm fairly gravy, I think. I've never said that before. Have you shot any children? Um not this that week. You know of. Okay. Um, I was going to say why do Super soakers are they still on the market or was that just a nineties thing because I haven't Super soakers are still around. Okay. They're still a thing. Safe, Safe are they? Around, right? Yeah, well, I, well yeah, you just get a bit wet.
0: Okay. High um.
3: speed water in the eye uh is not recommended. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah. but, Jack, yeah. so uh you've uh you've been up to a lot recently. I we'll uh-huh. to you about that.
2: Yeah, it's been a bit a bit a bit hectic. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the weekdays and the weekends. I don't really know. Flying what by, are, to be fair. Uh,
0: Which explains. So you are from. Uh, so your most recent job was at Twenty Two Cans. Mm, yeah. Uh, makers of Goddess, etc. So we'll be talking to you about that. Uh, but we'll start the show as we always do, and that is with and news.
3: On Monday, the 8th of June, I'm Anne Scantabree, and this is the news. Steam will offer refunds on games for any reason if the request is made within 14 days of purchase and it has been played for less than two hours. Valve explained maybe your PC doesn't meet the hardware requirements, maybe you brought the game by mistake, maybe you played the title for an hour and just didn't like it. Currently, non refundable are gifted games and movies. Some DLC will be marked as non refundable purchases. Responses to this news have been pretty mixed.
0: What do we think about this then, gang? Parco, Over to you.
4: Uh, well I I saw a graph today that showed that, that Steam's uh, St- the number of games being offered for sale has, has really tailed off or something since the announcement.
0: or something. Yeah, I so. so, you looked so what you're saying is that you saw a graph, I saw a graph, okay, and it was related to the story, <laughs> right? Interesting, and it went down. Did it <laughs> yes. presumably? That's bad, th- unless thought it's thought plotting so. bad things that happened.
4: Yeah, I think the, the subtext of the graph was that um, developers are nervous about you know selling copies of the game and then spending the money and then having to give it back when they no longer have it.
3: The games that people are quite worried about are the shorter games, the artsier mm. games, not the not the big games. Yeah, of course, if you get that and you play that for an hour and you're like, oh, I don't really like this, uh, then...
0: Or yeah, so or you could finish it within that hour, couldn't you?
3: Yeah, well, the shorter mm-hmm. games, you will, you, you know, you might be able to finish it, or you get a good, you get a good chunk of the way through the game, and you can give it back, and essentially have just played it for free. Mm.
2: So maybe it should be a percentage of the running time.
3: I mean, I think that's what we were all thinking, Simon. <laughs> yeah, percentage is the way forward.
2: Yeah, you're just going to get a ton of games with like two hour loading times at mm-hmm. the beginning, go right. right? <laughs> into
0: it. Yeah. Um. So a lot. So this is this is coming to effect now. Um, And the rules state that you can return it for any reason. That reason can be...
3: I mean, literally any reason. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, what if you bought a game uh, in the two weeks in the lead up to a sale?
3: Well, so this. um, They are saying that they will come down hard on people who are clearly abusing the system um, and they will uh, reserve the right to refuse refunds to those people. But um, buying a game before a sale... Seeing it go on sale, uh, getting a refund on that game and then repurchasing at the sale price is not an abuse of the system.
0: So they won't be coming down hard on you?
3: Mm. Well, no, not in that case, because that's not abuse. Do we
0: think this will last in? Because the last uh, couple of things that Steam has introduced have been uh, withdrawn quite quickly, haven't they? There was the... um, Modding. The modding, Mm -hmm. that's right. That was there there for five minutes, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I didn't follow it too much, but it seems that they all... Especially this one, seems to be Valve just saying they're in a position where they can do what they think is going to make their community love them back, you know, doing things of value to them. But, but yeah, I mean, they all seem to be experiments as well. They do a lot of talks about things that they have done, things that didn't really work out. um, And they, you know, they've got all this data for that, you know, so it it could just adapt. It could just change. For me, it is just a, a bit of a problem because I find myself being more attracted to the shorter games mm. now. Like I just will not have the time, especially in the last month. You know, starting a company like you just don't have the, the time to get into something like that. So, gone home was something I could just digest and. So, are you a saying
0: thing. that you couldn't trust yourself then? Then to then refund it, having played it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the implication.
2: No, but I guess my fear is that there'll be people that aren't people as, aren't going to as honest as you. No, 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 well, I, you can say that, but I, I was I just going to f- say if if this becomes a thing, are people going to be less likely to make short games? Are they going to start saying, right, I'm going to mm-hmm. pad this out, which can screw the pace as well, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remedy boss Matthias Millerin has left the company after 15 years. The former CEO will move to war gaming in an unyet announced position. In his time at Remedy, Millerin headed up games including Alan Wake, Max Payne, and Quantum Break, which is due for a release in 2016. He said in a statement that it's time to move on and start another adventure.
0: So why have they not named his position yet?
3: Um maybe they're making one up for him. When he gets there? Yeah. What do you want to be, Sam? <laughs>
0: uh, is this a sign of intent from Wargaming? Do they need a sign of intent?
3: Well, I quite liked what he said about this, which was um, Helsinki will always be my home, but um, Cyprus is quite warm and welcoming. I think maybe he just he just wants to move yeah. his family somewhere where, on he can, where he can wear mm. flip-flops. Right.
0: Uh, who here plays uh, World of Tanks? Can't say it's me. No. I've, I've played it a couple of times. What's it like? Um... It's not for me. Okay.
3: A load of tanks in there, are there?
4: Yeah, it's like, well, I think the problem that people who aren't sure about it have with it is that it can be seen as a pay-to-win game. So the more money you spend in the game, the more powerful your tank, and so it kind of it no longer has an even playing field. This um,
2: may be made up, but is did I hear something about someone spending half a million pounds on a tank? Or is that...
0: That sounds it's like something... Apology? It's popular oh, yeah. in Eastern Europe, isn't it?
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, That's probably why I don't. Yeah, no, I think people have spent obscene amounts of money on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, most likely.
0: Uh, Enough to tempt people from, where did he come from?
3: Helsinki. Remedy. Remedy, Remedy. thank you. (laughs) Gears of War developer Black Tusk has renamed itself The Coalition. Speaking about the rebrand, studio head Rod Ferguson said, A coalition is a team of diverse individuals working together for a common purpose, a concept that we feel describes our studio quite well. The name also gives a nod to the coalition of ordered governments in Gears of War. Who wants to be the first to tell them how well the coalition went in UK politics then?
0: You're doing well on the timing for these new stories, by the way.
3: Thank you. It's always good to get Uh
0: those. Not so much the selection of them, though. <laughs> Studio changes name. <laughs> You're going to read out when they've got a new website next, are you, or on Twitter. Uh, yeah. What appealed to you about that story?
3: Um, well, it's just uh, the change of name. I quite liked uh, that. Uh, the reason for changing name was because of the dictionary definition of the name quite reflected what they think a team should be. Um, do you think that's the case then? Do you think they were sat there for a and going, hey uh, we're called, hang on, have
0: you seen, someone got a dictionary, have you seen this? <laughs> but this is what we, what? but yeah, let's, and they went okay, let's change our name. Do you think that is the extent of the story? Or do you think there's more to it?
3: Uh, well, I think there's more to it. I think it's uh, you know now that they've taken on Gears of War, um, they want to make it their own. They want to put put themselves uh, out I there see. and say this that is this like, is our this game. This is like
0: Peter Moore getting um, EA tattooed on his face or whatever it was he did. <laughs> <laughs> did he get? A, or was it a GTA? Someone did a GTA Five tattoo, didn't they? And someone did a. He
4: did release at launch
0: date, didn't he? Did he? One, Do we, of the, one of them did. Have you seen his naked torso recently, <laughs> is that Have you come across that in the scope of your work? I have the other half of it. <laughs> we press know? them together. And- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can this help? Then is this a good thing? I don't know. Is this like they're, they're committing themselves to a to a series that they're currently working on? What happens if they stop working on it?
3: Well, exactly. You know, this has been with um, who was it with before? Uh, Gears of War was with.
0: Uh, it was an epic game, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm.
3: So. I, oh, not to not to do a, a weird analogy. It's sort of like, you know, your mum gets remarried and uh, your new dad makes him take your name. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit like no, you are. This is our. This right. is we are. We've got a <laughs> strong relationship here now. You know.
2: Right. We'll keep Sometimes it, nice. it just helps internally. Just like a restructure or something like that. It can feel like like I've I've been the companies before where they split the team down the side and they wanted to give them both names to feel different. Okay. And the only. Time I've had a problem with this is when um Opal Fruits Opal Fruits changed their name to Starburst yeah. and added their blackcurrant flavour, and that's just that just t- turned me off my favourite sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, there's a lesson for you there. <laughs> Bye.
3: Valve has announced the 10th of November as the release date for the first lot of Steam Machines. Alienware's Steam Machines will come at four different prices, ranging from £295 to £490. Cyber three models range in price from £325 to £924. The Steam Controller is available for pre-order at £39.99 and the Steam Link box, which will stream games from your regular game setup to your TV, will be the same price. Pre-orders via Valve's website will be open in the UK soon. Slightly over. Oh, yeah. um st-
0: Yvette, Finally, hey. Finally. finally, which one are you going to opt for?
3: I n- literally none of them, because really? I've got Steam on my um, laptop. Okay, it's brilliant. Can you I really use it on your TV though. But my laptop's in front of my lap, like it's on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally I can do it in bed. Yeah. On okay. the tray, I can't because I'm not attached to the internet there. In bed, mm-hmm. at the dining room table. Okay. In the garden, sometimes, if you have the door open and then you uh, and you angle the router correctly, you, can play you don't games need in the to garden. be online
0: all the time to use Steam, man. You know, you set yourself free. You can use it offline. Have you not used the offline mode? Shut up! No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. This is this is a whole new world. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so you, you know use why? It on the train. Why? Why root myself at a TV? Okay, I've got my PS3 for that.
0: Well, the the idea is, of course, to stop um, the sort of uh, plethora of wires and stuff like that. If you want to get it on the big screen, it ties in with the big picture mode, all that sort of stuff. It's making PC gaming seem more like consoles, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I guess the thing for me is that I what I would hope from a Steam machine is that it would offer a degree of stability and that you knew exactly what would work on what and when. And um, yeah, it already sounds like there's too many of them coming. I think yeah. I think
4: they do they say that every game should work on, every on game. all of them. And also every game is playable with the steam, new steam controller, which I think is pretty good. I tried it at Did uh, you? GDC this okay, year. Okay, with the old haptic thumb pads. Yeah, it's weird. You roll your thumb across it and, and it vibrates to so as if to give the sensation that you, you're holding a stick. And, okay. Um, they say you can play League of Legends with it and games Don't that you wouldn't to. think are suited to a controller. Um and you probably wouldn't win, but but every game they've tested it with and it does work so okay. i th- i
0: think i'll probably get one do you so which one are you going to get them oh like probably the cheapest one the cheapest one yeah, so well, all games will work even on the cheapest one
4: i well, probably not the
0: highest yes settings yes or no but <laughs> what settings then I d- I'm not. This Just, is the you got wrong Ryan guy. To Just turn physics off.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Turn all of the Ds well, off. I
0: See, what I would like from these machines, though, is to realise how good they are, and then for you to not have to make that choice. That's the problem that I have with PC games, is with it? The, that's, yeah. P-
4: that's the whole PC thing, isn't it? It's choice and the customization. Choice. The well, I know, yes, but that's why That's why it's kind of a mixed message, isn't it? That they're trying to put a console in a front room, but there's, there's loads of different versions, and you're like, well... You're not quite sure if it's going to play everything. Like, there's confusion in the room. So, they've got a bit of a problem here. Okay. So, Anne's
0: not getting one. Parco's getting the cheapest one. Which one are you going to get, Jack?
2: Well, this is probably criminal to admit, but I still need to get a next gen console before I. uh, Do you? Yeah. It's just, it's. I guess it's one, just saying, can I justify actually buying a console? And I I guess two, is can I justify uh, just. I guess just having the actual time to sit down and play them recently, which is also kind of like. Awful thing that happens. The more you're busy making a game, there's a very good piece on
0: very good piece on Eurogamer about that very thing. Are. Will Porter wrote it this weekend. is excellent. Yeah, click the link here.
3: Should have been busy <laughs> play- uh, making his game, shouldn't he? <laughs> Finally, the desire to get into eSports has never been stronger. Valve's Dota 2 tournament, the International, has a prize pool of $11 million. And that's not it. 25% of the sales of the Compendium, a digital tournament companion, continue to go towards the prize, meaning more, more, more dollar for the winner. If you're wondering what it'll take to get Team One Life left off our button into eSports, it's still more than $11 million.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to do this. You did think I was going to do this? Well, didn't we have a plan for you to learn how to play... Um... Go to League of Legends and then enter and win.
3: Yeah, right. What well, I did, w- one of them. I started playing uh, Hearthstone. Wasn't for me. Okay. I wasn't very good at it. Is, it- is
0: the money for you though? Like potentially?
3: <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Every time this, and I do these stories every now and then. And I'm like, oh, I really should get into it. But it is, a- it's a massive bit of your life. You've got you have to be dedicated. For a massive like amount of money. Yeah. A- but- like an Olympian. Okay. Do you
0: is this a Dota? Was it rather than League yeah, of Legends? This is Dota. Do, you, do any of you guys play Dota?
3: Mm. So none of you, no
0: one here plays World of Tanks. No one plays Dota. Played League League of Legends? Anyone?
2: I have a little bit, but the thing is, I committed to Counter Strike about twelve years ago okay. as a kid, and like that's I I, I hadn't played it the right. original a couple of years. Looked on Steam one or two nights ago and I said I clocked something like 324 hours which which just seeing that you should change your name to Counter-Strike
0: then to show how committed you are (laughs) maybe
2: but it means that you know if I I can't now I feel like it'd be betraying that kind of time investment to go to one of those other games that they just require you know they don't require you but they encourage you to spend just days of your life becoming so good at it that it, it you justify the time we, put we're intuition. kind of
4: in the wrong demographic aren't we because this is
0: these what, kind of attractive are, young men well yeah and happy, and, <laughs>
2: but Thanks, uh, yeah somebody. they're like they're
4: kind of tailored to people in their late teens and early 20s and that's born out in the winners um, I mean one thing I'd say about this the, you know this, these kind of stories of the ballooning price pots go, come around quite often and it's not entirely true to say that the players will get all of this money because of course most of them have sponsors and have you know are part of teams and certainly in, um, in the Far East uh, and they will only get a small fraction of the winnings if they Wait, win Wait so
3: if I won how much would I get?
4: Well if you were an independent then um, you'd, you'd, you'd probably get I'm going to need an
3: entourage aren't I to get myself <laughs> forward
4: yeah and you might need like a you know you might have a sponsor or you know someone to provide you with a house in which you train and i do need do someone to provide me with <laughs> a
3: house
4: <laughs> yeah there's uh, team dignitas for example hire a psychotherapist to like talk to and, and like someone to handle diet and stuff like that so obviously when you've got like an organization running you as as if you're uh, an athlete you only get a small proportion of the winnings i think
0: all right
3: yeah. like the of that.
0: first time that a uh, guest has disputed some of the news
4: well, no, uh, I'm not disputing it. Well, I you mean, said
0: that you, that, that you thought, you implied that it was disingenuous for Anne to say that the players are <laughs> getting more money. I mean, the New Yorker so. is
3: picky, isn't it? <laughs> Despite that, thanks, Anne.
2: One Life Left Video Game News with Anne very, very,
0: Right, Dan. Oh, I can't <laughs> say anything other than no. Happy Muse Day! Happy Dronesmas <laughs> This
3: is Muse, isn't it? It is Simon? Muse, yeah.
0: The new album came out today. What do you think of it?
3: Great I mean, um, like, I This think is it's... what it gets going. Is it? Yeah. Da, da,
0: da, da, it's a concept album. <laughs> do you know what I, mean? it's, uh, I have nothing wrong with that. It's about um, you have to listen to it in its entirety. we've gone straight into track eight. It's called Reapers. Chip, this is a chip tune version of it, by the way. They haven't gone on. All...
3: Wait, so they haven't done a chip tune album?
0: No, but somebody's done chip tune versions of each song yeah, yeah, of the album, yeah. so it's a chip wow. tune That's concept album. Work. Yeah, it's good. So, what's this song about? In it's the, called Reapers. In, in the story, when it starts with the off the album. with the protagonist feels a bit. Um, Sort of empty, dead inside, and then gets uh, brainwashed in psycho, uh, and basically con- comes conditioned to start killing people uh, using drones, and then they get out of it, and then the world ends. I know, and it's as good as that sounds, Simon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's my <good>. word. Yeah. <laughs> why would you? Why would you? So this is Steve's fault. Why would you leave me the show in my hands the day that the news album comes out?
2: No, we're and we're going to sit here and listen to it all. <laughs> I heard all their albums are about the reptilians running the world. Well, that's right. a theme that goes through it.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: all
2: right, right. Well, Good to know. Uh,
3: and how long left on this? Uh, this
0: song? Another minute. Is <laughs> the falsetto back? Should we stop that? Sorry. Um, you're listening to One Life Left, uh, show about uh, video games. Um, Jack Atridge. Hi. Uh, so, Jack, are you a pathological liar?
2: I think so. <laughs>
0: I believe that's how you start interviews with um, people from who've worked at Twenty Two Cans.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because I, 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 I thought you, you, was, you were hinting that you might say something, <laughs> and I was like, "What that. would I say?" But I think the transcript was just like, "I don't," and then it was just like three dots, and then right. So. And then crying
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it now, can't we, but you were there, you were there at the time, weren't oh, yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine what this is to fill everybody in uh um what shot rock paper shotgun ran um ran kind aggressive interview with uh, peter molyneux which um which started with that line, and yeah, so um mm. what was that like in the, in the office
2: oh yeah well it was it was a crazy crazy thing of course obviously i, I think um it, that week was 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 pretty intense um for most of the studio and so that's so, uh, so yeah i think i think everyone kind of felt a pressure and, and peter was great at just keeping everybody you know actually focusing on making stuff uh-huh. um but yeah that one was quite tough and i sat next to pizza so quite i much. kind of i kind of uh left my left my seat and found something 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 to do elsewhere okay for a little bit um but, yeah, I mean as sending you we, uh, one of the last things I did on my way out between the two cans was put together a documentary right for um one of the Kickstarter pledges um and that's probably going to come out in a two or three weeks and it explores some very close to the bone stuff, okay of that, so I thought that was the best way of 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 just putting all the cards on the table, a very honest view of of whole journey from going there you know on the first day with you know kind of just super super excited and then you know that that period near the end and you know all the time in between so there will be some some interesting surprises you know how um, are people going to get to see the documentary i'm not sure how they're going to distribute it okay um so i don't want to say anything that that isn't true um but but i think it will be probably widely available you know um there might have been some some clause in how he is distributed right. in the kickstarter but it'll, i'm sure it'll 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 turn some heads you know they'll have highs and lows and you might see peter setting fire to his desk at one point <laughs> uh, you might see some fireworks on the balcony wow in fact i remember where i was at a pub once in guildford and someone from lionhead across the road came and said uh, we saw a but we were we were in a in a board meeting today, and we saw smoke coming from your balcony and that was uh, that was our fireworks so yeah it's nice to know that we 've got a, a way of smoke signaling each other <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Uh, you've so you've recently moved on um mm. we we both got new jobs at roughly the same time yeah. I think it was i mean you could tell I got a new job because um it's written about in MCV, the video games trade magazine. Um, you, however, got a piece in the Guardian
2: about you moving on. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Wow. So yeah, it's yeah. a pretty big deal. Tell us what you're up to now. So now um, I've left Twenty Two Cans with a programmer from Twenty Two Cans called Pavely Mahalevich, and we've started a company called Flavorworks, and we've decided to make a really cool, crazy, ambitious game. Which we won't say anything about until we can show it, because I don't want to, you know, say anything that might come back to bite me. And I guess it's one of the things I've learned um, through my experiences in the last few years. Um, But I've shown a couple of people. I did show you. Did you show me earlier? Yes. What do you think about it?
0: Well, I... (laughs)
2: You know, I keep a very distinct
0: line between, uh, what I do between, uh, half past nine and six and, uh, the fun I have on my life left. And, um, but however, uh, you did show me earlier and I have to say, I, so I, you know, you've ruined it now. I was going to try and make you talk about it and you've done very well by reflecting it on me. I, I, I've not seen a game like that for quite some time. And the glimpse that, uh, you showed me, um, yeah, I just thought it was, Something incredibly special. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. It has, it blends very old school gameplay with uh, new technology in a way I've not seen before. So, um, yeah, hurry up with it, basically. That worked really well. Didn't it? I no <laughs> you put me on the spot there. talk it down
3: Jack, <laughs> I know you can't say anything about it, but do, you, uh, like, what colour is it?
2: Oh, what colour? Exactly. what we are going to, It feels like uh, a purple, no, maybe a purple. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I'll tell you. So it was dark.
3: Really? Yes. Dark purple. Dark.
2: I not say purple. Oh, yeah, it was okay. Dark. But but I, I I'm just confused. <laughs> I mean just... I mean I like rolling with that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I mean I, I like conversing in that manner. Um, I guess dark's pretty appropriate. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, a bit of a neon. <gasps> was, was it? Vibe. Can you talk okay. to the, Can you talk to the
4: monsters? Okay, now I'm, now
0: I'm lost. Now I'm really lost. Simon's uh, referencing the famous Edge review of uh, Doom, where they said, yeah, it was, yeah, it's all well and good, but if only you could
2: talk to the monsters. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, Which we I'm will never out let, to let touch. them forget. I'm out of touch. Yeah, I guess it's, it's kind of old school in that sense. A kind of, um, what colour is old school? <laughs> um... But um with a fresh twist. Is it, <laughs> so is it
0: difficult emerging from uh, somewhere as high-profile as 22Cans and working with an individual as high-profile as Peter Molyneux? Is it difficult sort of breaking out from that shadow? I mean, obviously the first question that you were asked when you came on this show was about your old times. So is that is that difficult for somebody who wants to do something, change direction?
2: I don't know. It's kind of exciting because I think with 22Cans you're 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 working to your creative director's vision you know you 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 can put so much of yourself in in a game and you can put yourself out there but if you're going to constantly fight against someone else's vision then you're going to end up not really doing your job very well uh, and and trying to serve the worst of both i suppose and so i think for a while i was itching to to go out and do things with my own instincts and and go, go by you know my own flavors or whatever, um, and that's what we try to do with this. So we just we me and Pavle got together. We we brought up with Peter and everything like that. They said, you know what, we'll support you. Go out and do all this stuff. Don't worry about competitors' clauses or anything like this. <laughs> and uh, so that was really lovely of him. And he's also done that in four tons of companies that have, like you know growing out of his old companies, which kind of populate the Guildford industry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we spent a couple of months just putting this together, um, and that's given us like a, a kind of demo. And then we're going to try and it's it's a story game. That's what I can say. It's it's, it's a story game. So we're putting a lot of uh, our energy into just writing, just solidly writing over the next few months, and then trying to pull together a lot of people towards the end of the year, and maybe ship about March, maybe if we're lucky. Okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but, but it's very unknown. It's because it's. I guess I guess we decided to be modest and do something that we've never done before um rather than doing something that's very safe and sensible and affordable and <laughs> profitable and all of those things um so we don't really know how it's going to work out but it's been it's been great fun so far um you know just stumbling over a lot of things and finding our feet But yeah I when um
0: when will you be able to be talking more about it then
2: I just uh, it is that thing where I just want to get right now. You could show it, and I have shown it to you, of course, and you can course. go oh, right, I get it. Um, but I, I think I, I hate. I remember, I remember having what felt like waiting two or three years for Metal Gear Solid Two to come out. God, That was awful. Two yeah. years as well. Wasn't it, after the big I, E3 I reveal, I think, and I think that's what made me want to come a game designer because I was like, maybe I could make this game quicker than that. <laughs> 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 and just, and then I, just, you know, just, just do paper and stuff. Um, and also, I'm still still waiting on um the last guardian and i won't give up hope for that you know this year is the year this year free.
0: i have heard actually it's gonna be it's a, i have heard have you heard very Parker? saucy i've
2: heard i've heard some things have you
0: yeah. <laughs> i haven't heard anything <laughs> should listen to one life left mm. what's the best and so what's the best way for people to uh, follow your progress
2: so i have a twitter called jack's flavor we have. I <laughs> just felt I should just tie in because the company's flavor works, and they've got a Twitter as well. we well, it's it's a very tricky thing having a Twitter feed, and you can't actually talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> You've not thought you through know.
0: your social media strategy, have you? No,
2: because oh, um, this is it. Like if if, we, if we're going to be like private about it, and then just like launch it in one go and say, "Oh, I can't believe two people made this," then um, it kind of needs to hit at once. You know, like like I think if you saw no man's sky like six months before it was ready to show then then maybe it wouldn't have had the buzz it did but being able to see it in that state you know made you really buzz for it um and obviously we want people to be excited about it and want to play it so yeah mm. tricky
0: cool so keep up with your jack's flavor on twitter mm. got any questions for in simon and while uh while, 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 while we're here
4: what's the main uh l- lesson <laughs> that you you took from 22 cans that, that you can take into your new job
2: uh I do. I, I, it probably is that and maybe maybe actually I've I've kind of gone off the deep. I've gone too far and decided to not say anything. <laughs> right. But maybe that, maybe that, and just just say let's let's back up what we want to do with with something you can show. Um, but Peter uh, is was he taught me a ridiculous amount of stuff. Like uh, I think I think because that guy he's not just game designing but he's leading you know and, and he's, he's getting a team of people to make things from scratch and there's a lot of process we've learned from that there's also maybe a lot of things you could say oh i wonder if i could do it this way and whether that would be better or worse but yeah um an awful lot over the last few years thanks jack Is. This isn't. Uh, this is a muse. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's a bit
3: jolly for muse, isn't
2: it? <laughs> Spinal Tap, our strange new direction.
0: Any thoughts? Anybody recognise it? i you got all... No idea. you're
2: kids aren't you? It has to be a video game, no? It is video games. Yeah.
0: It's a theme tune from. Uh,
2: but if muse wasn't, I just assumed it was right. like some disastrous single from the 80s. See if you can deduce what.
0: Uh, what so does it evoke? Any sort of images?
2: Do kind Could you describe
0: up? the sort of game it's about? Come on, use some adjectives. Parco. Uh, b- bouncy. Bouncy. Very good. <laughs> right. Very good. We're halfway there. Um, Think of a bouncy video game. What bouncy? or sort of, sort of bounce? Balls? <laughs> no. How oh, dare you. Balloons? No. Bouncy. Uh, just bouncy. Recoils. I don't know. Uh, springy. Uh, uh, Thing on a spring!
2: I just envisioned oh, this going around for hours and Thing hours and hours. Thing on a
0: spring. What's the name of it? Oh, right. I <laughs> <spring>. I thought it <laughs> was a clue. Written by the game was written by a dear friend of me and my current employer. So do uh, I <laughs> spring? Everybody, blast from the past.
3: It is a blast from the past. Uh, Your
0: past. <laughs> from what?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, we could let go, go on forever. Uh, but we can't have got to crack on We're running late, Parko. I think it's time for Five letters. Thank you very much for all of your letters. Uh, I say letters, I mean emails. And when I say thank you uh, very much for all of them, I mean for the five that uh, you sent through today. Five's a good number. Lawrence Weir, dear team and super special guest, given my question last week managed to make itself redundant due to breaking news, i decided to get personal Whoa! Thinking back to your youth, can you think of a game which blew your mind but you feel has not stood the test of time? For me, it's Final Fantasy VII. Random battles just infuriate me now. Love the show, says Lawrence. Games you've returned to recently that haven't stood the test of time? Jack Attridge.
2: I say, one well, of the things that blew my mind back then. Um, they have stood a test of time for me. Right. So things like Metal Gear Solid, I still I still put it up there as as just just yeah you know, I, I I can see through like the graphical infidelities but, but but I still think that that game's awesome. Okay. And there's a weird experiment in university. I went and played a bunch of games that I didn't grow up with, but that I should have, but I didn't have to be in my house. And that was like Die Hard trilogy, Halo, oh, uh, a shame, uh, shame to say, and Goldeneye 64. Okay. All of them stood up for me, and, oh, and right. I, I'd never played them as a child, and I was just like, wow, these these are pretty tight so anything to add Parker Uh for me probably Mickey's Castle of Illusion
4: on Mega Drive oh, did you buy that recently on um,
0: Steam I didn't buy it recently no have given
4: it recently no I, this is just me playing it on emulation a while back ok and because when I was a kid it was incredible and it looked like the best really? thing ever and I, I lost it uh, you know a few weeks to it but Scam Channel um
3: I didn't play a lot of games as a kid, but I remember playing one with my brother, and we, one Christmas we figured out what it was, and I found uh, a, I found an iPhone version of it, um, and it was Repton, and I loved that game so much. It, um, Remembering it, it's, it's very evocative, like me and my brother sitting there and playing that together, and then played it on the iPhone. I just think it was a rubbish version of it. I don't, like, I don't think the game itself um, hasn't aged well, I just think that the, the iPhone version of it isn't very good. Um, so you know, sometimes remaking stuff.
0: Don't do it. Yeah, you
3: know, it's gonna make it worse.
0: Scan. You got a letter? Uh,
3: yes, dear team at oneflept.com. I found myself with a healthy chunk of free time to throw myself into a new game this weekend, so I browsed through the strange games I've picked up as part of Humble Bundles over the last few years. I came out clutching Divinity 2, which I have no memory of buying, but liked the look of, as a breakaway from the games I've been playing recently. I got about two hours in before I died for the first time and found that there was no autosave option enabled, so I'd lost an hour and a half of progress in this, the one life I had Left. Gut punch. What was the last game that you bailed on because of a schoolboy saving error or Checkpoint Nightmare? But for good work. Ba, ba, ba.
0: It was uh, Legend of Zelda, um, Ocarina of Time, Got to Spirit Temple. It crashed uh, when I was sort of three quarters of the way through. Will not be playing it again. I said crashed, I so closed it, and then it, I think it must have run out of batteries while it was closed. And then I thought, I can't be bothered to do all that again. So it didn't. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, for me, Grand Theft Auto
4: V. What? When they, this is the original one that came out for Xbox, and they released the patch and it, it destroyed my save. And I couldn't go back to it until the more recent version came out,
2: and then I played through the entire thing. So. I'm
0: getting quite close to the end now. I'm on the sort of last... They're gearing up for right. the last mission. I'm so excited.
2: Okay. Jack. I'll tell you what, for me, it's not a save issue, but it's... it's, um, it's I guess this, this is kind of one of the fear of not having these shorter games, because I played Pikmin all the way through twice to the last level. Uh. And then I just got distracted, took a break, spent a week away, got back there, forgot how to play the game, Hands so I couldn't lot. ever yeah, finish that last yeah. level. And start. And that's why I started the game again, got all the way through, same thing happened, never seen the end of that game.
4: Parker, you got a letter? I have. Hello, Team and uh, SSG. Uh, whatever happened to the game you were developing for Resonance? Has it gone the way of Silent Hills? Will you ever release? Uh, will you release it when we find Kojima? Have there been any titles you've been looking forward to? Only to have your Hopes <laughs> dashed and dreams shattered. Love the show, Zubair. P.S. I've been wanting to write since GDC, but since my last letter in September, it was really cool for having the word Lego in too much. I'm
0: terrified of being berated again. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about how um, I promise to make a game only today, and and uh, yeah. we didn't, did we?
3: Uh, no sometimes do you know what we just, maybe we just aren't talking about it maybe it's maybe it's in development and we just decided not exactly. to talk about it until we've got something to show so <laughs> might talk about it again in five exactly. years exactly what's his face? Jack
2: uh, you've got a letter I've got a letter um, Right. <clears throat> dear team emergency bonus teammate and SSG this week I have started playing Don't Starve. I'm a few hours in. I love the style and inevitably hates the spiders. I hardly feel like I've scratched the surface though. So I booted up the remastered Speedball 2 for some instant gratification. It doesn't feel as tight as the original, but it's pretty spiffy. But then it's hours later and I'm on my second season. Where am I meant to find a time to play more games? How do you do it? Pip Pip Robert.
0: Again, I will refer you back to the uh, Eurogamer article. I think gave you gave some quite creative ways to uh, shoehorn some uh, gaming time in when you've got to be getting on with your life. Any other
2: tips? Get an iPhone. Get That's an me. iPhone. Yeah. That's literally where I play most of my games. Bang Man. Every Bang exactly, ride, man. exactly. Everybody. You're a good guest. <laughs> my dark souls. <coughs> That's on i that
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, finally, one, one word answer from you, Jack. Uh, Alex writes, dear team and super special guest, How much does it cost to make a video game? I know the likes of GTA and Destiny cost a squigillion to make because that's all part of their PR. But what would an indie dev be budgeting, for example? Ciao for now, says Alex. One word.
2: word.
3: (laughs) Um, Or or how many numbers?
2: Or how many... dude? um, 20 seconds. uh, Double what you think is going to be. What's the the (laughs) word for that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for your letters. Please keep them coming.
3: Team at one of left uh, we one. often
0: give out codes uh, sometimes we forget to just like today okay next up uh, we've got a tune and a very special offer oh not that one done that it good Simon uh, where are we no sorry it's uh... I recognize that one <laughs> sorry, what was it you kids it uh, next up we've got a tune and a very special offer. I say you all. I didn't see Jack doing this. But uh, Parko and Scant, you were both separately dancing.
3: Yep. Yeah. Never danced together. Parko was doing it with his head. You
0: were doing it with your arms. Yeah. Were you doing your legs,
2: Jack? I was doing it with my heart.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, this is um, Cybernoid 2, The Revenge. Very old school feel to the music uh, this evening because I'm an old man. Uh, this is from, do you remember um, our guest, uh, Andrew Houston came on the show? And yeah. he was talking about his book, Hints and Tips for Video Game Pioneers. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well,
0: the book's not out yet, but they've released an album.
3: What? An exactly. album before a book? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, containing uh, a load of old Hewson, um songs and themes. And it's a really varied track list. It's available now on Bandcamp. And uh, well I've left listeners, if they want more of this, can check out the album. It's on the Houston Consultants.bandcamp.com uh, I think it's something like 7 99 something like that, which is a bargain. But if you put it in your checkout and you see uh, the space for a code, if you enter one life left, all one word, one life left, all one word in the uh, Houston you get 40% off.
3: What? 40%
0: oh, off, guys.
3: Have we ever been a voucher code before?
0: We are, yeah. We're like uh, Hot UK Deals.
3: <laughs> or we're like
0: Groupon. Uh we're like on Pizza Hut. <laughs> exactly, we all have to have it together, don't we? Uh, so that's uh, yes that's available now go do check it out Parko hey
3: are you going to release an album before your book comes out
0: no
4: do you know though I did, I wrote to my publisher last week I have a book coming out hello is- <laughs> <laughs> hello clang uh, yeah I wrote to him and said um, what do you guys think about doing like a nice special edition like they do on that kickstarter and um, he went that sounds like a really good idea let me go and speak to the team and then he came back the next day and said they don't think you are sell enough <laughs> So this book you're doing then, Simon, sounds great. How many do you hope sell? I would like a a few. What's it about? It's called Death by Video Game. What's it about? It's about why do we play video games? What what do they give us um, in our minds and in our hearts that keep us playing? Okay. Sometimes the limits of our well-being.
0: Right, and what, is this just you thinking, or or what, have you spoken to other people? Yeah,
4: so it's me thinking and um, telling other people's stories to illustrate my points. Okay, mm. what, what did you learn then? Well, each chapter is divided into a different thing that I think video games give us. So there's a chapter on um, challenge, one on empathy, one on glory, one on sanctuary, uh, one on survival things like that and then each chapter has different stories that illustrate um where a video game is given a person that kind of thing
0: how did the idea for this come about then
4: um that's a good question well i've been wanting to do a kind of a more serious non-fiction book for a while cuz you've, um, you've you've
0: written books haven't you i think um, th- th- i was in the uh where was i i was in the edinburgh um the games there was a games exhibition on in Edinburgh was it? Yes, yeah, right. book up there yes that's right
4: you Mate, tweeted my, me a photo of your of son, my son sad. <laughs> holding well, it up we'll hold
0: exactly <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah so I did a book a couple of years ago uh, which was more of a coffee table style book and um, it was more like here are 151 video games that kind of tell the story of history. So this is a bit different. This is kind of, uh, I guess you would say, literary non-fiction, that kind of thing. So right. it's a, more of a sustained argument rather than just hit some stuff about video games. So.
3: Who's your audience for this book?
4: Uh, you guys and the listeners.
3: Wow. <laughs> Well, wow, th- thank I goodness think, we've had you on. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, uh, I think it's people who play games, people who enjoy games, but also people who are maybe don't play games but are interested in why lots of people play games. And uh, So, yeah, t- I'd say hopefully a fairly wide audience would, would have an interest.
2: Where, what did did you, w- w- oh, sorry, where did you find the people that made up these... The, the chapters of interest so um
4: from various places some of them are stories that i've told already in pieces of journalism um and i've reworked um those kind of anecdotes and, and features into more of a narrative and other ones i went out looking for um mm. specifically because i had a, like an idea or a concept that i wanted to find a story for right so, so you came
2: up with the concepts first and then found the people to kind of elaborate on them those. yeah cool yeah, yeah.
0: pretty much what did you learn What was the biggest thing you learned or the most surprising thing Um, I
4: think it was really just kind of solidifying a bunch of ideas that I've been kind of exploring through my work probably the last three years and really coming to some conclusions about why I play video games and why I think people play video games that are beyond just the usual stuff, like the sport-like aspects of games, you know, of competition and and winning and all of that. I think... um, you know, games are based on a rule set, and they're very fair, and they give us reliability. And, you know, if you work hard in a video game, you get rewarded in kind. And lots of things that don't work out that way in our world, always. And so most video games are quite comforting. It's very rare that a video game violates its rules, and um, that's that feels nice.
0: Uh, is it available now? Is it out soon?
4: It's not. It's out on August the 21st okay. You can pre-order it on Amazon already though Thanks very much
0: um, And what did you contribute to this book?
3: Um, my support And I'm hoping that I'm in the Yeah, you got,
0: yes, you got an acknowledgement yeah. Yes! <laughs>
3: Interesting, <laughs> I was saying that as a joke I said, No, I was saying that as a joke what, Am I in there? <laughs>
0: um... Thanks Simon Now it's time for local news
5: Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Scandal has hit the finale of the popular talent show contest that has been sweeping the nation. The winner of post-nuclear apocalypse Country's Got Talent was a dog called Pip, who went around a house for a bit before walking back to meet his owner. However, it is believed that Pip was replaced by an alternative dog for the bit where he had to look at a cot, as he was scared of children. Voters in the competition have been deeply upset by this and would be asking for the cost of their phone votes to be refunded, but there aren't any phones in a post-nuclear apocalypse, so they will be asking for their tin and string to be refunded instead. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Sega Badawi. Um, excellent as ever. Reviews. Uh, we've got only a few minutes so we're going to have to be quite brief about this. I'll uh, start. I've been playing Zelebrade Chronicles on 3DS. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I, it, it dropped £20 on Amazon. I thought I'm having that. Um, yeah, I'm two hours in. It's a bit, it's, it's, it's a bit dour, a bit, a bit grey. It's got weird English accents, the, uh, the characters in it, which I'm finding a little off-putting. Looks very pretty. Still don't fully understand it. We'll persevere and get back to you. 7 out of 10.
3: Uh, Simon, what have you been playing?
0: I've been playing a game called Chips Challenge
4: 2 on Steam oh. at the moment, which is oh. uh, a sequel to a game that was it came out in 1989. The guy oh. m- finished Chips Challenge 2, the sequel, like two years later, but was forbidden from releasing it because someone else held the trademark. No so it's, only, it's been uh, almost 25 years, and he's just been able to release it. And it's a cute top-down uh, puzzle game in which you play chip and negotiate rooms in order to, you know, while collecting...
0: Microchips and making your way to the exit Jack, why were you making noises then?
5: Uh, Are you
2: okay? That game was on like a Windows 95 computer I see me and my sister, the younger uh, and it, whenever you died it went bummer like that yeah, that's right, <laughs> and it was yeah, yeah. brilliant it's the only game where this ever played as well right and,
0: purely for the language
2: uh, I don't know well no it was just great little uh, uh, great little design and yeah. Um, yeah just not seen anything like that for a while and then the second one coming out that's mental that's okay. like Spinal Tap 2 or something
0: like that so it hasn't been touched for that time then it was finished apparently announced. not he finished it yeah, and, and has now just brought it out oh, okay so story. after all this time Good it must story. be um... he thought
4: he was going to have to die before it could come out
0: well, but he didn't an... that's a
4: nice story no it's it's
0: Right. Uh, so having waited all that time, does it, is it worth the wait, Simon? What's yeah, the score? Yeah, well, well worth the wait. Seven out of ten. Excellent. Jack?
2: Yeah, I guess the game I've been playing a lot is Alto's Adventure on the iPhone. It's like, a, I think it's well, I it might be 79p, it might be 149. It's worth it. It's just money to that's, you. That's just. Yeah, well, right now there's, there's not much left. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just um, uh, I guess you could say like a kind of platformer, but you're on, a, you're on skis and you're sliding down these mountains, beautiful visuals, wonderful music. Uh, you just hold on the screen to jump and then you do a somersault and you try and get as many somersaults in there as you can without bailing and there's just like all these challenges uh, so you keep levelling up and unlocking new characters it's a very simple mechanic uh, this endless skier basically and it's kept me busy for months and months and months so totally a 7 out of 10 excellent uh,
3: we also reviewed that a few weeks ago Steve and I both reviewed it same show uh, we were slightly disappointed because of the hype it had, had before also gave it 7 out of 10
0: interesting no. seems legit great minds
3: <laughs> Um, I played Dear Esther did you finally finally Um, I have a lot of feelings about this game it's beautiful Uh, so it's a walking simulator um, about a man who uh, who is walking through this island um, trying to deal with the death of his wife uh, and has written all these letters to her Um, I think it's it's really really beautiful um I think it's been out long enough that if I discuss the end, that isn't spoilers, is it? It's been out for ages, right? I'd still be
0: careful. Uh, So, like, uh, how would you feel, because you've only just played it, it's been out for ages, how would you feel if we'd spoiled it last week?
3: I mean, I'd, I'd be like, that's, that's fair enough. Anyway, so I, I, um, the thing that I take um, a little uh, against is representations of uh, what I see as being um, mental health. Um, a lot of like drawing on the wall as like a distress signal, as like a uh, that is an outlet for mental health um, and sort of a sign of having gone crazy. Um, and there is a bit in it at the end which I. is not a useful or helpful representation of what I perceive to be a suicide. Um, It's... uh, uh, I'm going to spoiler it. If you don't want to hear... Turn, look, away look away now, now. Uh, so at the end he climbs up a tower uh, and jumps off it in what I see as him uh, committing suicide but as he gets to the bottom he turns into a bird I don't know if that is a very helpful way of showing the end of suicide is setting yourself free and being able to fly around this beautiful incredible island um, so that was yeah that was a bit tricky
0: how else would you show the graphics off though? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that, Anne.
3: Yes. No. Fair enough, Simon. What fair made enough. you?
0: What made you play that? Uh,
3: my my darling boyfriend wanted to show me it because it's a game he loved, uh, and so we decided to play it. And we have been really enjoying going for walks. and We haven't been able to get out for a walk for a while, so it was a bit like walking, but at home. Brilliant. Right. Uh, and it's stunningly beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. I really liked it. Really liked the narrative. Uh, thought that the man Nigel Carrington was the voiceover. Thought he was excellent. Um, yes, I really enjoyed it. Seven out of ten.
0: Any thoughts, Anne?
3: It's not Muse, is it? It's
0: not Muse, no. Well,
3: then what's the point? What's the point in anything? (laughs) On Drones
0: Day. Um, This is a piece of music that was necessary due to the fact of how you used to play games. Loading. It's loading music. Well done. It's Loading music to Rambo (laughs) on the uh, Commodore 64, I think, although it's been reinterpreted. It's good, isn't it?
1: That's it's to enjoy this sort I'd, of thing. I'd, I'd and be wait part for a game of the... Right this, yeah.
0: Exactly. Right, we're running out of time. Thank you so much for listening. Jack Attridge, thank you so much for coming on the Thanks show. Thank so much for having me. Um, please do keep us posted. Totally, you yeah. me professionally and personally posted.
2: Yeah. We'll premiere the game on the show. Okay. So everyone can see it. Now
0: we're talking. Parco, yeah. <laughs> good luck with the book. Thanks very much. Pre-order now on Amazon. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Will you come back and read to us? Yeah, I'll come and read to Will you read to me before I go to sleep? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, call me up. <laughs> Anne alright Simon alright okay did it
3: yeah I think it was alright good luck in Finland thank you say hi to house Mark we will do we'll sing hello okay. to them
0: <laughs> good news right we'll be back next Monday thank you so much for listening see you later
3: see you bye bye <laughs>